Chapter 23 Aldria It took us a day to learn the mind control techniques the Arn used to control their monsters. Mind amplifier implants were placed just under the skin of our scalps. We trained at broadcasting simple commands and simple images to the genetic freaks the Arn had created. It took another two days to assemble the creatures from all around the valley. In the end, we had more than a hundred. They were a circus of twisted DNA. The Arn had not missed a trick. The Jubba Jubba, like the three-fingered monstrosity that had attacked us. The Galilash, fourteen feet tall, with green and red reptilian flesh and razored tentacles. The Gorks, only three feet tall, but twenty feet across, shuffling, twelve-legged horrors with snapping, extending mouths on all sides. There was a monster called a Lederthak, a bizarre tangle of living vines surrounding a ravening mouth. And then there were things the hork had never seen long enough to name. Things with mouths that could chew down a tree. Things with needle-sharp quills ten feet long. Things that squirted acid. It was a sad, sick collection. In a better world, a world of peace and justice, someone would have punished the Arn for what they had done. Twisting life to make monsters is an evil thing to do. But their evil served our purpose. We had an army. We advanced up the slope, up, out of the mist. A hundred nightmares behind Doc and me. Silent and relentless, we advanced. I hope I get the opportunity to see the expression on the faces of the Yurks who see us first. I said, I want to see what they think of this. They will be afraid, Doc said. So will my people. You will have to try and get your people to come along with us, to fight beside us. How do I do this? Show them. Show them what to do, and they will do it. We had miles to climb before we'd reached the yurt camp. hork hid in the trees above us, cowering, staring, whimpering as the army of terror marched beneath them. Call up to them, Doc, I said. You are their seer. This is your moment. He gave me a look I'd seen more and more often from him. A look of sullen anger, resentment. That was to be expected. I understood. He resisted turning to violence. That just meant he was a decent creature. But he would come to see the necessity of fighting. He would see I was correct. When the Yurks were destroyed and his people were free once more, he would see. Call up to them. Tell them not to be afraid, I said again. Doc raised his face up to the trees. Do not fear. I am Doc Hami. I am the seer, sent to teach and to lead. Do not be afraid. These monsters will not harm you. We go to destroy the invaders, 
We go to kill the Yurks. Still, the hork clung to the bark and the branches. Follow us, Doc cried. Stay in the trees, but follow us. Watch us and learn. Watch your seer! I yelled in bold thought speak. Watch him and do as he does. He is the seer. The seer has been sent to lead you. Watch him and do as he does. Watch Doc and do as he does. Do as he does. Do as he does. You've come to understand we hork very well in so short a time, Doc said coldly. A simple repeated message for simple people. They need to understand, I said. We are getting close. I could feel the yurk camp ahead of us. I could smell the stale stink of the yurk pool. When the battle begins, I will race for the closest parked spacecraft. I explained. The most important thing is that we get a message out to the Endolite fleet. Everything rests on that. It will be up to you to carry on the battle, once it has started. You must not weaken. Attack! 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 Don't give the Yurks a chance to regroup. Don't forget, the hork in that camp are not hork They are Yurks. Doc nodded his horned head. Have you fought in many battles, Aldria? I was surprised by the question. No, of course not, but I have studied. Have you ever killed a fellow Endolite? No, why would you? You ask me to kill my own people today, and to lead my people in killing their brothers, Doc said. You say they are not hork but Yurks. But when the dead have given up their souls to Mother Sky, there will be hork bodies lying dead. Doc, we've been over this and over this. I exploded. It's too late to be worrying about all that. This is a war. If you want your people to survive, you will... Be quiet, Aldria, Doc said. He didn't shout. He said it calmly, in a low voice. These are my people who will die today. Be quiet, Andalite. Be quiet. Chapter 24 Doc Hami We marched up the valley. We marched beneath the trees. In the branches overhead, more and more hork were following us. Hundreds now, all watching, waiting. They were chanting as they swung from branch to branch. They were chanting, Do as he does! Do as he does. Aldria had done her job well. She had created a simple instruction for my fellow hork She was very clever. The Endolites are a very clever species. Like the Yurks. Like the Arn. We had been created by one brilliant species, invaded and enslaved by another, and now a third was using us. But as I marched, 
I saw no way out. That was what made me feel sick as someone who had eaten yellow bark. There was no other way for us. We had become tools to be used by smarter, more powerful species. Do as he does. Do as he does. Suddenly, they were right there in front of us. They had cut down the speaking tree. It lay across our path, uphill, held in place by a pair of stula trees. hork armed with shredders stood atop the felled Nawin tree and gaped down at us. Other hork fled before us, rushing back to their brothers. A few fired shredders at us. One monster lost an arm. It meant nothing. We stopped just a few dozen yards from the felled tree. We could see the enemy clearly. They could see us. There were only twenty or thirty hork controllers that I could see, but Aldria had warned that more would arrive quickly. And, I knew, the yurk pool they'd built in the bowels of the felled tree would hold hundreds, perhaps thousands, of yurks in their natural state. Beyond the tree, to the left, was a spacecraft. Aldria said it had been an Andalite spacecraft. That was her goal. She remained silent beside me, but I could feel her agitation, her eagerness. Are you ready, Aldria? I asked. Yes! I focused my mind as the Arn had taught us to do. I sent the simple instruction to the hulking army of monsters behind us. Their brains, simpler than even the simplest hork understood the one-word order. Kill. Kill, I said, looking at Aldria. She did not look back at me. Instead, she focused all her eyes forward. For my mother! For my brother! For my father, Prince Zero! Kill! We surged forward, a mass of demons. We surged up the hill. Great, powerful monsters, careless of gravity, bounded and slithered and shuffled and leapt at the Yurks. Shredders fired. A monster screamed as it burst into flame. I felt Shredder Blast hit the ground beside me. But now, I was running. Terrified, but running forward. Ah! I cried as a near miss burned a semicircle in my shoulder. Attack! Aldria screamed. Shredder fire everywhere. A jobo-jobo exploded. A leaderthak twisted, burning, writhing. But the monsters were under our control. They were incapable of running away. Only a dozen yards to the felt tree. Nine yards. Five. Aldria raced straight for the felled Nawan tree. 
The monsters were all around us. I felt I must be losing my mind. A vast yellow beast looked down to see a hole through its own stomach. A hole that smoked and sizzled. We had reached the tree. It was a carved wall above us. Up the stairs I ran, now screaming, screaming in some mix of terror and hatred. A jobo jobo simply climbed up the side of the tree, passing me and leaping on the stunned defenders. The jobo jobo grabbed the nearest Horkbizier controller, opened his vast mouth, and swallowed him from head to waist. More monsters clambered up. Horkbizier controllers broke and ran. But others were rushing up from behind, trying to hold the line. I was atop the Nawan tree. I could see the way the Yurks had cut into it, opening it up to create a pool. It was not water. Not water as I knew it, anyway. It was as dark as dirt. Heavy. Slow. And within it I saw flashes of slugs rippling here and there. Yurks, as Eldria had told me. Those were Yurks. I stood atop the tree and looked around me. Aldria racing for the parked fighter. Monsters killing and being killed. Orkbisher controllers firing shutters in panic as they were torn apart. Screaming, roaring, crying, shouting. And up in the trees, hundreds of my fellow Horkbizier, all watching, not understanding, but watching to see what I would do. Do as he does, they murmured still. Die! A shout from behind me. I spun, a Horkbizier controller rushing at me, blades flashing. I ducked beneath the swinging arc of his wrist blade. I rose up pushed his head back, and kicked into his stomach with my foot. The claws opened him up. He fell from the tree, rolled down the side, and landed at the feet of a galley-lash. The galley-lash? It doesn't matter what the galley-lash did. What matters is that my people, the people I was to lead as seer, had seen what I did. Do as he does, they cried. They began to drop from the trees. And then the final horror began. Chapter 25 Aldria The battle raged! I raced along the front of the log yerk pool, between raging monsters and shouting, shredder-firing Hork-Bajir controllers. I had never experienced anything like it before. It was not what I had expected. The shouts and cries. The moans of pain. Brilliant explosions going off everywhere. The smell of charred flesh. I ran in panic, only barely remembering my goal. I reached the end of the log and turned right, racing uphill again toward the fighter that was parked there. No guards! The Yurks who should have been protecting the fighter had rushed to join the battle. A fatal mistake! I ran for the fighter. 
the Yerks had even left the hatch open. It was incredible. So easy. I plowed inside, skidding to a halt. The noise of battle seemed further off now, like it was happening somewhere else entirely. I heard less shutter fire. Focus, Aldria, I told myself. I was trembling. I stood before the communications panel. The Yerks had altered some of the controls, but it was still basically a familiar Andalite panel. Computer, activate communications array, I ordered. Outgoing message, first address, Andalite homeworld, priority one, two-way communication demanded. Second address, Andalite space fleet, priority one, two-way communication demanded. Ready. The computer said. Open channels. I said. Channels open. Begin message. I faced the panel. I tried to compose my expression. I knew I must look pretty wild. More to the point, I looked young and female. The Andalite military was almost entirely male. This is Aldria Iskalan Falan. I am communicating from the hork homeworld. I... Out of the corner of one stock eye, I saw the threatening shape loom up behind me. I spun and whipped my tail around. But the hork controller was quick. He blocked my tail blade. He delivered a backhanded blow that connected solidly with my face. My legs buckled. I fell to my knees. I don't think I can allow you to call for help, Eldria, daughter of Ciro. My head was spinning. But even as I slumped over onto the deck, I thought, why isn't he using his blades on me? He could easily destroy me. The hork controller pressed one of his clawed feet down on my upper body, pinning me down, helpless, unable to reach him with my tail. Computer. Terminate communication. Communication terminated. The hork controller looked down at me. You've caused a lot of trouble, Andalite. Your friends are busily butchering my people out there. Go ahead. You want to kill me? Go ahead! I cried with a lot more courage than I really felt. I was sick with fear. And just plain sick from the spinning in my head. Kill you. No, no, no. Not me, he said. I don't want to kill you. I want to make you my host. I will be the first Andalite controller ever. I will have complete access to your every secret, to all the scientific and technical knowledge you possess. See, I've studied you Andalites. I admire you. He didn't want to kill me? Then there might be time. Just enough time. I had to stall him. Distract. Woof. The kick came without warning. Ugh! I groaned. I nearly passed out. Terribly sorry, but I need you to stay put. I'm going to power up this fighter and use its shredders to cut down your little army of DNA mistakes. The kick had knocked the wind out of me. I think I actually did pass out, but only briefly. 
I couldn't move, but I could still think. And what I thought was a single, simple picture. The picture of a Jubba Jubba monster. The Yurk was busy powering up the shutters, and then busy using the fighter's maneuvering thrusters to turn it toward the battle, bringing the shutters to bear. One blast from the powerful shutters at this point-blank range would end the battle. He was actually laughing to himself as he brought the weapons around. Then he noticed. Ah! He jumped back, eyes wide in disbelief. I was halfway morphed, halfway morphed into a Jubba Jubba monster. I guess you yurks don't know about this bit of new technology yet, I said. What are you doing? I reached for him and closed my huge, three-fingered hand around his neck. What am I doing? Destroying you, yurk! This is for my brother, for my mother, and for my father! I tightened my grip. The power in my hand was incredible. I could easily have ripped him apart. I felt the dull monster mind, barely more than a flicker of the simplest intelligence, not even sentient. I felt its blunt violence, its powerful DNA-encoded urge to destroy. But I had practiced the morph. I knew how to dominate the monster's instincts. I knew how to keep my own endolate mind in complete control. And that proved to be a mistake. The monster would have snuffed out the life of the Yurk without a second thought. But I was an endolite. We are not beasts. The hork controller's tongue lolled out. He flailed helplessly. His eyes rolled up into his head. He stopped thrashing. I released my pressure, and I still felt the life in his neck. I carried him to the hatch and threw him outside. I closed the hatch and secured it. And then I demorphed. Computer, resume previous communication. Begin message. This is Aldria Iskalan Falan. I am communicating from the Hork Bashir world. Designation Sector 5, RG215784. Prince Zero, his wife, and son have been killed. I am his daughter. A face had appeared on the screen before me a young warrior oozing arrogance. The announcement of Prince Ciro's death is hardly a Priority One message. He sneered. Priority One is reserved for messages of the utmost. I was not feeling patient. I'd been punched, kicked, and stomped. Then maybe this will be important enough for you. The Yurks are here. Here in force, in orbit, and on the ground. The young warrior nearly fell over. What? I said the Yurks are here. Hello, Phantomorphs, and thank you for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs auditory experience. As always, this is your host, Daniel. And welcome back. Thank you for being patient with me as I figured out some computer stuff. Uh, just a word out... There for you uh, less tech-savvy folk, a uh, lesson hard-earned from me to you, 
Uh, if you are building a computer and have the option between a regular hard drive and a solid state drive, get the solid state drive. It turns out when you have multiple moving parts, as a hard drive does, uh, sometimes things just break um, over time, and it's it's a lot less likely to happen on an SSD. Uh, so I got that fixed. My hard drive was uh, toast. Uh, but the, uh, shout out Daryl's computer repair, um, in San Diego, if you need a guy to fix your computer, he seems pretty chill. Uh, he got a, he, he managed to clone all my settings onto a new solid state. So I didn't have to reinstall anything. I didn't have to fiddle with my settings. It was all the same way I left it, but on a hard drive that works. So I really appreciate that. Thank you, Daryl. I know you don't listen to this, but wouldn't it be crazy if you did? Thanks so much for fixing my computer so I can continue making audio morphs. <laughs> um, aside from that, we got some messages coming in. Um, I got another new uh, platinum tier member. That is anyone who donates to keeping, uh, not keeping the servers on, really, because I am i don't own any servers. I just rent some from a company. Um, but for helping pay my server fees, I guess I should say. Or maybe my website hosting fees. It's one of those two things that this is going to go to. But uh, Platinum member Josiah, who has graciously donated something to me and has written the message, loving the audio, excuse me, loving the Animorphs readings, grew up on those books and stopped right about where you are now. So needless to say, I'm excited to finish the series. Appreciate all you're doing. Thank you so much for donating, Josiah. Thank you so much for writing in. Uh, very excited that you get to experience the back half of Animorphs with me. Uh, there's there's some real bangers in here. There's some clunkers too, but you know, that's what happens when, when you write about a book a month with a team of ghostwriters because that was the state of uh, YA fiction back in the 90s. You had to do that kind of thing. Um, but overall, I think, it's, uh, I think it's good stuff and I hope you'll enjoy it. I also got a message, oh, sorry, uh, if you'd like to donate like Josiah did, um, and very transparently, no pressure, I make enough money on my own that I can afford my hosting fees, but if you appreciate what I do, and would like to throw something my way, I won't say no, and you can do that, um, I have my PayPal linked on my website, theapodcalypse.com, that's theapodcalypse, like apocalypse, but with a D in the middle, it's a pun. I also got an email from a uh, longtime pal of the show, Willis, writing back in, uh, saying, not, uh, not sure how much time this would take up, but would you consider making a public Spotify playlist with all the music you use for the show? A lot of it is fun to listen to. Thanks for the audio program. Signed, Willis the Arts. Well, Willis, I have great news for you. I actually already did this at some point when I was bored. Um, it's called Animorphs, the, oh, sorry, it's called Audiomorphs, the OST. I believe it should pop up if you search like that. If not, I'm going to personally reply to this email after I finish recording this bit with a link. And, uh, I tweeted out a link some time ago when I made it, but now I'm thinking maybe I should have that in my, uh, Twitter description. So maybe I'll do that as well after I finish recording this. Uh, what Twitter is that, you ask? That's, of course, at Audiomorphs, the place you want to look. If, for example, last week my hard drive died and I couldn't post an episode, I would update you there and let you know about it. Uh, so anytime you're like, hey, where's the app? Check the Twitter. I've hopefully said something. 
Um, if you'd like to write in like Willis did, you can sure do that a number of ways. You can do that the same way he did through Gmail. That's audiomorphscast at gmail.com. You can do that. Oh, actually, that reminds me. In all my spiel, I forgot. I also have a Tumblr message on audiomorphscast.tumblr.com. It's a bit of a weird one. Uh, an anonymous user wrote in saying, Meow, 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 meow. Um, to which I reply, you okay, bud? You good? Things okay? Things okay over there? I hope so. But if you'd like to send me uh, an incomprehensible message such as that through Tumblr, you can do that, of course, at audiomorphscast.tumblr.com. And I've already mentioned the website that's got a contact form. That's uh, theapodcalypse.com. You can write in there as well. You can also uh, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and I will uh, see that as well, if you'd like. Um, the I guess the last way you could do it is you could like tell a friend about this podcast and have them tell a friend. And Or how about this? You tell a friend, and you, they tell two friends, and those two friends each tell... Uh, two friends as well, and eventually, mathematically, it should get its way back over to me if you keep that up long enough. So if you'd like to send a message that way, um, that would be crazy, and I'd be very impressed. Uh, I don't have anything else for you. My computer issues are resolved, so there shouldn't be too much more disruption uh, to the broadcast for the next foreseeable future, although I am traveling a little bit in the month of May. I... Don't think that will hugely impact uh, the the podcast, but we'll see. We'll play it by ear. And, of course, I will keep you updated on at Audiomorphs, that Twitter handle. Uh, other than that, uh, I think I'm done here. So thank you all for listening, and I will see you all next week. My name is Daniel, and I believe one day the Andalites will come. Until then, we fight. We fight.